Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast on a mission to inspire a world where food makes us better. Guys, today is Monday, new beginning, new week, and I'm feeling especially enthusiastic and motivated. Um, for some reason, on Mondays, I feel really like up for it, you know, with a lot of energy. Uh, and I think that partially or uh, mostly because I always plan some time off for the new week, right? Before starting something new, we got to recover, refresh, rest, uh, and then we are ready to get after it. And every Sunday, I make sure that I have a little bit of extra sleep. So I go to bed usually 30 minutes earlier than my usual time. So for me, it means going to bed by 8.30 p.m. sharp. Um, by the way, about sleeping and waking up early. Now, a lot of people are asking me, how do you wake up like before 5 a.m. every morning? Uh, and, you know, what is it you do that's so special that uh, you are so fresh and ready to go uh, before 5 a.m.? Uh, but you know, guys, there is no secret. I just practiced and, you know, at first I wasn't really good at it, but I practice my night routine and going to bed on the same time at night and scheduling everything so I'm in bed by 9 p.m. And that's why um, it's not difficult for me to wake up at all. I usually wake up before my alarm because, again, I go to bed early. That's why. And I do it every single night. And so uh, my sleep is really good. As soon as I'm in bed, I fall asleep almost instantaneously because my body is so used to this routine. And that's why I, I'm having easy time waking up that early because, again, it's all about night routine. It's all, all about the amount of sleep we're getting, how well we sleep. And then waking up early, if you are an early kind of person like myself, I'm a lark. Some people call me extreme lark because I usually wake up between four and five uh, naturally. So that's why I wake up early easier. First of all, it's according to my chronotype or the kind of um, person, um, you know, lark who likes and biologically wired to wake up early. And then the second is my night routine going to bed on the same time by 9 p.m. Uh, that's when I feel the best and I'm not really into late night kind of stuff like, um, I don't know, eating late at night, going out late at night, going to bars or restaurants. I don't like to watch movies late at night. I'm not into that. The only thing I'm missing sometimes, even though with pandemic it wasn't an issue, I'm missing things like jazz performances or other performances. Those things tend to be quite late, but, you know, with the pandemic and all, I'm not missing missing anything much. Anyhow, that's about my waking up early routine and why you might be struggling with waking up early. Maybe you need to look at your night routine. When are you going to bed? Is it regular enough? What are you eating before going to bed? Drinking before bed? Um, so many things. You know, you need to figure out the day prior, like what you do, what you eat, what you drink, when you go to bed, how regular you are with your going to bed times, all of these things. Once you uh, align all of them, the chances are you're going to have much easier times waking up. Um, now, 
we're gonna switch to something I wanted to share with you. Going through my precision nutrition certification um, level two for coaches, um, last Friday, uh, we were going through this topic of normal eating. Because in our world with where food is available 24-7, where people are experiencing a lot of stressors and just a lot of emotions that are hard to identify, and sometimes they're uncomfortable emotions like anxiety um, out of nowhere or uh, worrying about things, I had to take a short break to clear up my throat. But anyhow, guys, we were talking about normal eating and how in our food environment and with a lot of stresses, a lot of anxieties, a lot of worries, a lot of um, uncertain things with all this pandemic, right? Um, our eating habits got out of out of routine, out of hand. And a lot of times we feel like we're not controlling our eating habits. They're controlling us. And a lot of us are feeling, and I've been one of those people, uh, a lot of you might be feeling that you don't really know how to eat normally anymore. You know, food is is anything like self-medication or something you eat for comfort or something you eat to distress. Food is anything but just nourishment, what it's originally it was supposed to be. Um, and uh, last Friday in Precision Nutrition uh, course, we were going through normal eating. And I'd like to share with you what uh, was in our, some of what was in our class on Friday. I'm going to read to you something um, from our worksheet that we got from this normal eating class. So normal eating mindset. Normal eaters don't think of food in terms of good and bad. In fact, they don't think about food much at all. Food for normal eaters is both fuel and pleasure, with each component properly balanced. It's not a moral act. Normal eaters don't overthink their food. They might plan and prepare and ensure that they make healthy choices, but they devote only as much mental real estate as necessary to execute these basic tasks. No more. <clears throat> Normal eaters don't underthink their food. They eat with mindfulness, aware of the choices they make and how they feel. They eat at an appropriate pace, paying attention to the mechanics and enjoyable sensations, and they don't gobble or rush. Normal eaters understand how food choices relate to fitness, performance, and health. If they want to improve these things, they try to improve their food choices. They simply get a basic understanding of what options are appropriate, then seek out those options whenever possible. They don't fret about getting it perfect. In fact, the word perfect isn't in their vocabulary, nor are good, bad, or any other moral judgments. Normal eaters enjoy food but don't seek emotional solace from it. Normal eaters find food pleasurable, but keep it in its place. They know that food is not a substitute for human contact or love. They don't expect food to change their emotional state. Normal eaters' behaviors. Normal eaters eat when they are physically hungry. Normal eaters can sense into and correctly interpret physical sensations. They can tell the difference between hunger and thirst or between hunger and an anxious, anxious stomach. Normal eaters may or may not eat when they have a craving. Sometimes normal eaters will think, oh, I'm craving eggs. Then they'll shrug and move on to something else. 
If they decide consciously to satisfy that craving, they do it with small amounts. A few squares of chocolate are enough. They don't need to eat a jumbo-sized bar. Normal eaters choose whether to indulge cravings. The cravings doesn't choose for them. And there is a quote from the book, uh, The Rules of Normal Eating. There is no way that you need a pint of ice cream to satisfy a craving. If a few spoonfuls of a dish don't do the trick, then ice cream isn't what you were craving to begin with. Normal eaters choose foods they believe will satisfy them or be appropriate choices. If they're interested in health, they look for healthy foods. If they're quite hungry, they look for something hearty. If they're hankering for ripe strawberry in early summer, they'll choose that and enjoy it. Normal eaters stay connected to their physical cues at all times. Before, during, and after eating, normal eaters are always tuned in to what their body wants and needs. Normal eaters eat with awareness. They attend to both their body cues as well as the food's characteristics, taste, texture, smell, relative deliciousness, etc. Normal eaters stop eating when they're physically satisfied. They don't walk around hollow and hungry all the time or end up overstuffed. They hit just right and quit. And guys, so these are some of the concepts uh, or guidelines uh, how normal eating feels and looks um, from the perspective of your own plate. Um, For me, it took quite a few years when I got to this point where I separated food and emotions and any judgments. And now for me, food is just a way to um, do some self-care, to improve my fitness, my performance, to nourish my body on all levels, to enjoy my food. Um, But Food, I also understand, and I feel that it's not the only way for me to get joy or pleasure. And also, when I feel uh, stressed or depressed or uh, some other uh, uncomfortable emotions that happens to human beings, uh, I don't look to food to make me feel better. And that, I think, was the biggest win for me in my life. They changed relationship to um, to everything. Now I look to fix, to address those challenges that I'm going through instead of trying to self-medicate and not feel them uh, and uh, completely you know, disconnect from what I'm going through. Um, and just a piece of advice uh, for me personally, what helped me a lot to normalize my eating behaviors is... Um, I started eating slowly. So no matter what it is I'm eating, I decided that from now on, I'm going to eat slowly and I'm going to eat undistracted. So no TV, no music, no nothing, uh, no emails, no work, uh, no going through social media while eating, no reading while eating, none of that. I just sit and eat. Uh, fully paying attention to my food, eating slowly. I don't inhale food. I don't trash my food. I chew the food the appropriate amounts to make it into this, you know, gooey substance in our mouth, and then I swallow it. And that, guys, changed the whole game for me, believe it or not. Remember your last uh, overeating episode or uh, binge or anything? Uh, I used to have those. Uh, how, uh, how do you usually eat? during those moments, probably rushed, right? And so, and probably watching something. So if you just stopped and you just slowed down, 
you probably wouldn't be able to go through this binge if you are honest with yourself. Your natural hunger cues, your awareness of that food choice, that all of that will automatically turn on and will not allow you to go through the point of when it's uncomfortable and um, when you're already satisfied with much less. So slow down, slow it down, guys. If there is something you'll learn from today's episode is slow down your eating. Uh, whatever it is you choose to eat, I don't care. I really don't. Slowing down will help you to be more aware of what's happening inside your body, why it's happening, and what you actually need and how much of it you need. And also that will help you to not overeat healthy foods um, because I've been, you know, for a few years I've been there too. Actually, one of my New Year's goals was to uh, learn how to eat 80% full. And I'm already there, kind of. It took me um, a few, well, not a few, but a couple of months to fully grasp it. Um, But... um, I learned it, 80% full. You know, it's that feeling that you finish your meal, you're no longer hungry, but you can easily go for a walk. So that's how it feels for me to be 80% full, but you're not hungry anymore. You're not like craving anything. You're fully satisfied, but you can go for a walk easily. You're not feeling like you need to sit down and digest. So that's what 80% full feels for me personally. So, um, but back to the most important lesson of today, slow it down guys, just slow it down. Whenever you catch yourself in that moment that you know you're about to buy a lot of food, to binge, to order food, uh, that you know you are about to indulge in that eating, drinking behavior that you don't want to do any longer, just slow it down. Just stop and slow it down down. Just allow yourself to be in the moment. And if you want to go through it, go through it, but slow everything down, especially the eating part. Small pieces, chew it and undistracted. That is also a very important thing. So no TVs, no watching anything, no social media, no nothing. Just sit there and eat. And that's going to change your relationship with food forever, guys. Slow eat down. And that's it for today, guys. Uh, Anyhow, eating slowly, undistracted uh, is a practice that uh, I'm keeping for life. And I'd like you to keep it for life too, because that, again, going to transform your relationship with food, with hunger, with your health, with your body weight, and with a lot of other things in your life. So practice slow eating, slow it down. Let me know how you do, how this experiment goes for you. And as usual, till next time. Besides having an awesome week and staying tuned for other amazing episodes of this week of this podcast, right? Besides all that, eat better daily.